So we're going to be finishing off this week's Fandom Appreciation Week with an episode that I am titling The Joy of Fandom. Because I, I've been a little worked up and kind of talked about a lot of different things in relationship to fandom in general this week. And I just wanted to end with this idea of fandom as something that should be enjoyed. It should be fun. It shouldn't be stressful. And we're going to be talking about that on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love. And today, yeah, we're talking about the joys of fandom. Because that's a thing that existed before the internet, and it's something that I want to bring back. And it's something that some people haven't lost. And oh great and glorious is your life if that is something that has not happened to you. Yay. But before we get into it, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually interacting with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Alright, so the joys of fandom. Yesterday on the show, I kind of got my preacher hat out and proclaimed what fandom is. Fandom is story. Fandom is the community that arises from the stories that we tell ourselves. And the greatest part of that is the friendships that develop within a real, vibrant, and living fan community. In fact, some of my closest friends are people that I have met because, well, I love ElfQuest, and I saw a friend of mine's kids dressed up as the two main characters from ElfQuest and said something to her about it years ago. And we've been friends ever since, and like really close friends. Or people that I've met through the various Star Trek organizations that I've been a part of over the years. If you haven't noticed, fandom is a big part of my life. It is my culture. It is the community from which I bring most of who I am. I'm fanish, I'm goth, and I'm queer. And when you put all of that into a blender, you get me, for better or for worse. But fandom should be fun. Whatever your fandom is, it should be something that you enjoy. It should be something that brings passion and meaning and connection into your life. And this is something that I've been upset about ever since the internet happened. <laughs> and yeah, this may just be the old fuddy-duddy in me. And I'm not saying that these things don't exist online. I, I am a part of various online fan communities. And yes, it does exist online and it can be fun and what have you. But the connections are tenuous at best. And the anonymity that is afforded by online communities allows for fandoms to quickly go toxic in a vacuum. And so what I wanted to focus on today is 
how we can bring joy back to our particular fandoms, whatever they may be. Now, in particular, I will probably be talking mostly about the Star Trek, Star Wars, and the like fandoms that I am a part of, just because I am a part of them. <laughs> but I think we can also talk about some of the other things. And the general ideas here will be kind of applicable no matter what fandom you're a part of. Because that's the thing, it only takes one voice to be the rational, sane, fun one in the room to fix everything that's going on. And that may sound like an oversimplification or that I'm putting way too much stress on one person to be that voice that speaks out. But that's really usually what it takes. See, the problem with Star Wars fandom is that everything has become oddly political in our modern world. And by that, I don't mean that politics gets involved, because politics always gets involved. Politics is personal. It's who we are. But this insane idea that we talked about last time, that the stories that we tell ourselves have some kind of basis in reality, that there is some kind of magical yardstick we can pull out of the ether that we can measure ideas against to see which is right and which is wrong. Because for the most part, that's not true. I mean, there are some that are obviously easily debunkable. No one is better than anybody else. So any concept of fill-in-the-blank superiority is insane. It's insanity. And it has absolutely no root in the real world. There's nothing that you can verify about that. There's nothing that you can measure about that. We, we've had the skull tests. Everybody's done the skull tests. We, we, we are all human. Humans have skulls. That's just the way that it is. Skulls are different. You can't prove anything. Just let it go. So, I mean, yeah, there are some things that we can debunk as far as philosophies in the world. But most of the ideas that we have, we can't. And so what we have to learn to do, especially when dealing with a fandom, is find the things that we enjoy in it. It could be discussing the minutiae of the setting or the stories, or it could be speculating about what's going to happen next or why something happened in the first place. Trying to build out those mysteries and fill in those gaps is one of the great joys that can come from being a part of a fandom, especially in a fandom that has an ongoing story that's going somewhere. This, I think, is one of the biggest problems in Star Trek fandom right now in that we can see that they're in a reactive mode and just kind of trying to desperately get fans to be okay with them. And the people that they're trying to get to be okay with them are never going to be okay with them because reasons. And they just need to stop. Just tell good stories. Don't apologize for the stories that you've told unless they're actually insensitive or harmful to somebody. And just move forward. Just keep swimming. It's, it's amazing to me how much that simple little line from Pixar's Finding Nemo really fits most of the situations in our lives. That whatever's going on, just keep swimming. It'll be okay. You don't like this particular movie in a franchise? Just wait, there'll be another one. There'll always be another one. Because corporations want money. And instead of 
just bowing to their corporate whims and giving them all the money. And I'm not saying don't give them all the money because that would be hypocritical because, well, if you could see my Star Trek, Star Wars, and Harry Potter collections, yeah, I've given them all the money. That's not why I'm broke, but yeah, I've given, (laughs) over the years, I've given them quite a bit of the money. But real fandom, and oh, oh, I just set some people off right there. How can you say real fandom? No, real fandom is about having fun. It's about resharing the stories. It's about retelling the stories. It's about digging into the stories. It's about the philosophies and the ideas and learning to have fun with that. Now, that could be through some of my favorite things, which is what I wanted to talk about in this podcast things like filk and fan film and fan art and things of that nature. But it's about participating. It's about being part of it. It's about having fun. It's about building more. And you can always tell when the custodian of a franchise doesn't understand what fandom is because they try to shut down fan communities for copyright infringement. It's not copyright infringement. XNR is not copyright infringement. It's getting more people excited about your IP so that they give you all the money for the other things that you've done. Because that's how culture works. So, instead of talking about our collections and the numerous things that we could have, let's talk about the things that we can do. Because some of these, you know, writing fan fiction, doing fan art, making a fan film, those are easy to understand. Those are easy to wrap our heads around. But there are other, more esoteric aspects of fandom that once you start digging in and getting deeper, it makes the entire experience even more fulfilling than you could have ever imagined. And that's where I want all of you to at least play with, at least explore, dabble in filk, which don't worry if you don't know what that is. I'm going to talk about that more in a minute. Dabble in the fan associations that exist. If you're a Star Trek fan like I am, find a crew, join up, see what you can do, see how being around other people that are passionate about your passions can make your life better. Because those are the things I think the internet has robbed from us. We don't meet each other in real life. We don't commiserate in real life. We don't sit around the fires and sing the way we used to. And yeah, that's definitely the old person in me coming out and saying that. But I remember sitting out in the woods around the campfire, singing the songs of our people and enjoying it and making friendships that have lasted for decades. So what is filk? It's a word I've used a couple times and you may or may not be familiar with it. Filk is a word that came about because of a typo. And if there's anything that we fans love, it's typos and mistakes, and we canonize them. We make them part of the holy thing. It's kind of like the great quest of the Richard O'Bean, which, if you ever want me to explain that, I I will, but you have to ask, because it's it's not a long story. It's just a story that I would rather put surrounded by other things. So what is Filk? Filk is sci-fi fantasy folk music. It's that simple. It's the songs about the things that we love. It's Banned from Argo by Leslie Fish, and a lot of the work of Leslie Fish. Or Julia Clark, 
or Kathy Marr, who's one of my absolute favorites. It's the work of Eben Brooks and many others. There are so many names. I'm not going to go into all of them, but definitely check out some of those because you'll find out kind of the swath of what's going on. There's a lot. It's Mal's song. If you don't know Mal's song and you're a Firefly fan, hunt it down. Find it. It's, um, I think it was originally done by Escape Key. At least the version that I have currently going through my head as I'm talking about it is by Escape Key, where they took the music from the theme song to Firefly and added lyrics. And I know the song has some lyrics, but they basically take the lyrics that are in the theme song and that becomes the chorus of the song. And oh, it's so good. It's so good. And if I had a voice that wouldn't make your ears bleed, I would sing some of it right now. But I will spare you because my singing voice is horrible. So I'm not going to do that. But Filk is one of those wonderful things that if it is something that resonates with you, will enrich your life. Most conventions have a Filk track. They have various Filkers who will meet, maybe for a Chaos Filk, which is when basically anybody can participate and sing their songs and bring new songs in. Or maybe even a Filk concert. They do these at Dragon Con. They do these at a lot of the conventions. Shoreleaf has a Filk track that I don't get to go to as much as I want because I'm involved in so many things when I'm there. But when I can go, I really do enjoy it. Filk is magic. Because like I said, it is the sound of our people. It is the music of our people. These are our songs. Because they're made by fans for fans about the things that fans love and the things that fans care about. Evan Brooks's Hey There Cthulhu is one of the funniest songs I've ever heard. And it really does not necessarily require you to know the Cthulhu mythos, but it plays off a lot of knowledge of that. His song, Regeneration, is one of the songs nearest and dearest to my heart because I loved City of Heroes. It was a superhero MMO that went away for reasons beyond my understanding and keeps threatening to come back and doesn't. Mm. But yeah, I, I played that song a lot because it makes me remember all the fun times I have with my friends playing that game. And that's what Filk can do because whether it's a parody song, and a lot of Filk is parody, it reminds us of the things that we love. It gives us new language sometimes. It gives us purpose. But best of all, it unites us in fun, because there's nothing more human than having our music. If you've never been at a convention where they do the Macarena to the Imperial March, whatever you think about the Macarena, seeing it done to the Imperial March or participating in it being done to the Imperial March is one of those moments in life that as a Star Wars fan, the cognitive dissonance is so strong because the Macarena is such a goofy, silly, stupid dance. And there's nothing more menacing than Star Wars than the Imperial March. And having them happen simultaneously one, the rhythm works perfectly, and it's just, it's hilarious, it's fun, it's enjoyable, and it is the dance of our people. The masquerades that take place at conventions, conventions in and of themselves, not just the comic cons. Because, trust me, 
yes, it's wonderful to go to a convention where they're announcing new things and dot, 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 dot. But I've, as I said in the last episode, fandom is about community. And there is no more broader place to find our community than at a convention, whether it's one of the anime cons, a local fan convention, whether or not it has celebrities. Because, yeah, it's fun meeting them. It's fun hanging out with them. I've hung out with a lot of people that I never thought I would get to hang out with. Not just like met in lines, but, you know, getting to sit at a bar and have drinks with Jason Momoa is one of the fondest memories of my life. Not because, oh my goodness, it's Ronan, because, you know, this is before Aquaman and all that. He was Ronan from Stargate Atlantis when I encountered him. Actually, I think it was even before Game of Thrones when he was there. I'm not sure about that one. But he was Ronan in my head. But because he's a really cool guy and it was a lot of fun. And he's as fanish about a lot of things as we are. And getting to meet some of the others, like Garrett Wang, who was so much fun, and Robert O'Reilly, who was so much fun. These are memories that I will always have that connect me even stronger to the things that I love. You know, Ethan Peck coming out to visit me at shore leave like this year is one of those memories that i'm going to just hold and cherish because one he didn't have to do that and he was so kind and so gracious and so much fun to talk to and he just hung out with us for a while but also because my friends did that for me knowing how bad i was feeling at the time and that i really wanted to go see his panel but couldn't and that's the magic of a convention that's the magic of fandom is the little things that we can do with each other and for each other and the fun that we can have just hanging out and being goofy and playing. The greatest thing about a convention is it's the closest that you will get as an adult to being a kid again because everyone's there to play and to have fun and you get to go and play and have fun and have playdates with your friends. So if you've never been to a convention, try it. Try it a couple times. Try different ones. I highly recommend the fan-run conventions, and I highly recommend that you avoid anything that's put on by creation, because they just want your money and will charge you for everything in a ridiculous amount of time. But find a convention. Find one near you. There's probably one not too far from you, if you do the, if you look around. Find your community. Find your people. Because you'll find that they really are your people. And that's why fandom matters to me. Because it's a shared language. Fandom is my culture. It is the language that I have to express my deepest and most heartfelt feelings. It's the community that embraces me and holds me up when I feel like all I can do is fall down. The friends that I have made there, the memories that I have made through my participation in fandom and various fan events over the years, they are what makes my life have meaning and purpose. And they are the great joy of fandom. And I highly recommend if you've never participated in any of that, that you try, that you hunt down some of these things and experience them for yourself. Try a filk sing. You may like it. If you don't, well, you know now. 
Go to a masquerade. Look at the costumes. The skits. These are the things that make us who we are. These are the things that unite us. These are the fact that I can have conversations with people about Sporkman and that just gives me so much joy. And that's a long story. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you've got a dollar that you can pass my way and help support the project and everything that I'm doing, really would help out a lot. You can find a link in the show notes to both the community, the listener support system, and my Patreon. The difference between the two is the people on Patreon occasionally get stuff and hopefully more stuff going forward. I'd love to hear from you if you have particular things that you would like me to try to be doing over there. It would help out a lot. If you don't have any money... Uh, what? Yeah. Thank you for everybody who's already doing that. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, it really... That's fine. I understand. I really, really do. But if you know anybody that you think would like anything that I do from this podcast to the world building over at World Anvil to the fiction that I write, please share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. I want to thank you so much for everything that you all do for me. I hope you enjoyed Fandom Week. Tomorrow is going to be my update on how I've been doing in NaNoWriMo this year. Hopefully it's good. I'm pre-recording a lot of these so that I can keep getting episodes out to you all and continue writing at the same time. So I don't know how I'm doing. Hopefully it's well. I would love to know how you're doing. You can use the voice message system to let me know so I can include your story in the podcast. And until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.